Day two of the NFL draft is tonight. We have Texas Southern's own Michael Badajo joining the show to detail his game on the field, his off-field endeavors, and the NFL draft process that he's going through right now. Oh, yeah. It's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, of course, I am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day and i have my guy texas southern defensive end michael badajo who never says he's from dallas never says he's from the dfw he specifically says arlington texas so you know that's something that i love so you know that he's going to be a guy who's good friends with me without further ado let's talk about what he does on the field all right now i've heard this a bunch of different ways i've heard badajo i've heard badajo i've heard badajo i heard um I've heard a variety of ways to say your name. Let's clear the air once and for all. I've known you for a long time, so if it's not what I think it is, I'm going to be hurt. But how do you say your name? That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, my last name is Better Joe. Okay. See, I've been calling you that since high school. I was going to be hurt if that wasn't how you said your name, and I just – you pulled like a Denzel Denzel or Lindsay Lone or on me or something because people have been trying yeah. to change the name. But now mm -hmm. we got that out the way. I got Michael Better Joe, Texas Southern defensive end – but you didn't start your career there. You started your career at SMU. Talk to me about that translation, or more so the transfer from SMU to Texas Southern. Yeah, you know, I spent, you know, a great amount of time out there at SMU meeting, like, great players and coaches and the staff. You know, it was just an amazing time for me, you know. So going through that transfer portal, you know, it was just best for me to go to TSU and, you know, be around, you know, guys I used to go to high school with, you know, and, being able to ball with them and make that connection with those coaches that, you know, I've met through the recruiting process in high school. So, you know, making that choice to go to TSU was my best decision. Yeah, you mentioned that. Somebody you played with in high school, and that was the quarterback, Devin Williams, at the time. Did that play any part as far as what put Texas Southern over the edge among the other people that were recruiting you? Yeah, you know, I just I wanted to get away from home a little bit, you know, just go to Houston. So it kind of came down to, like, you know, uh, TSU and PV, but – Around that time, TSU was showing me the most love. So I was like, man, let's go ahead and do this. And then Devin was already there. So we ended up being roommates. Yeah, well, I guess that worked out for the best. And whether it was Texas Southern or Prairie View, we're glad it was Texas Southern. And by we, I mean me. Um, what does it mean to be representing an HBCU, Texas Southern specifically, in this draft cycle? Yeah, it's huge. You know, you got guys like uh, Michael Strahan, you know, made it out, Hall of Famer. You know, he kind of opened doors. You know, for all of us, especially me, you know, playing the same position, you know, now that's my goal to try to be a Hall of Famer myself. But first, let's start with going to the league. First, let's start with trying to break his record, you know, with sacks, you know, at the school, you know, just trying to make a name for myself. So it's definitely a huge thing. So I've, in my opinion, you have the frame to fill out and maybe slide inside occasionally. We know you're a defensive end, but maybe occasionally sl slide in on pass rush packages. 
is sliding inside something that you enjoy to do something that you feel like you can do pretty well yeah uh you know when we first started doing that you know me and coach caesar was talking about it he moved me inside during the COVID season you know something i was you know i was willing to do you know at first it was uncomfortable but you know you got to get uncomfortable with, uh, with the comfortable you know at the time then so you know going through that process you know i got comfortable with it you know working the technique and all that and started feeling you know more comfortable with you know work from a three to a two eye and a nose you know so that's something that's, that's a good look for you know those nfl scouts yeah, and before we get too deep into just how much you do on the field, one of the things that will never show up in a stat sheet is the energy that you're always exuding, whether that's on the sidelines, in the locker room, on the field. You're very much so a energy starter. I think that that's one of the best things that you have done at Texas Southern. Where does that come from? Why are you so energetic on the field at all times? Man, I just feel like just something that just runs in the family, you know. And then plus playing football, it's just one of those things where it's just I showed too much passion in it. You know, football really my escape. So it's just like why not go 110% with something that, you know, I love doing. So just bringing that energy to the field, you know, kind of spreading that vibe out, that love out to my whole team for everybody to just kind of pull in and touch on what I'm doing and we can get this thing rolling. 100%. Now, when you get on that field, Ain't nothing to play around with. What do you feel like is your best quality on the field? Yeah, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm a violent player. You know, when it comes to anybody that's in front of me, I'm violent. I'm high motor. Uh, I got I like a go-to in pass rush with going with the speed of bull or, you know, get them upfield and spin back inside. You know, it's always a home run with that. But when it, you know when I get on the field, you know, it's game mode. It's I just turn into a violent player. And within that, you are, you're going to have the – run game you're gonna have also the pass game that you have to defend what is your mindset when you're lined up in front of an offensive tackle and you know it's a passing situation it's third and 15 you know they're gonna have to go long and you get to pin your ears back and really rush the passer yeah you know when you we already know you, you do your film work on teams you know what they kind of run you know you know what the pass they kind of do you look at the set the offensive lineman what he does so when it comes down to a third down package you know as a defensive end you always got to get wide at the angle you know, angle yourself so you don't really got to bend the corners. As soon as you make a move, you're already there making a sack. So, you know, like I said, kind of a go-to move is to speed a bull, you know, get him on his heels and boom, put him on the ground and dive at the quarterback. You know, that's one of my go-to. And, you know, I got a lot of other speed moves, but, you know, always got to angle at that uh, off the tackle. And then on the other side of that, you have the run game. What is your mindset in the run game? Because I'm assuming it's probably, you know, at least a little different from pass to run. Yeah, definitely. You know, you got to come back in your stand, get squared up, check on check on the alpha to, uh, tackle's hands. You know, if it's hard, you know, he's coming forward no matter what. He's going forward or down. You know, if it's kind of light, then you know he's going he's going to do a, you know, pass or a down block, something like that. But majority of the time, you know, the lower man wins. So, obviously, an offensive lineman is going to be bigger than me. But the lower man wins when it comes to that situation. I feel like I got advantage with that. And let's take somebody who has never seen Michael Badajo in their life. They have no idea who you are as a player, but you have to point them to one game in your collegiate career and say, hey, that's my game if you want to know who I am. What is that game for you? Yes, I'll say the UAPB game. Uh, that was a game I finished out there. I think it was either 2.56 or 3. Um, I had like four tackle for, uh, tackle for loss and five quarterback hits. Uh, that was a game when you know, I just came out there and was just – I was feeling good, you know, no no pains, nothing. I was just feeling good and was just ready to ball. So I think that was one of those games where if nobody knows me, check out that one. And that's this year's UAPB game? Mm -hmm. uh, UAPB game? Yep, 2021. 
So you just heard him detail what he does on the field as far as how his game changes from pass rushing to stopping the run. Now let's talk about what he does off the field because this is a guy who has started his own clothing brand and is becoming more of a brand himself. But first, I would love to tell you about Built Bar because Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the market, bar none. And listen, it has 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar, four net carbs. I guarantee you, Badajo probably has it in his diet. Every good athlete needs something like this. And they have a multitude of delicious flavors. So it's not just about being healthy and getting the benefit. It's also about tasting something that just tastes good. If you want to feel like you're eating a candy bar without any of the guilt and shame, Built, uh, Built Bar is the way to go. I have blueberry muffin as my personal favorite. You can get cookies and cream. You can get banana cream pie, banana cream pie, excuse me. So many delicious flavors to choose from that I refuse to believe you can't find something that you like, including the built puffs with marshmallows and covenant chocolate. Man, this is like this is like heaven for somebody who loves snacks. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get this great offer and get 15% off. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And we're back with day two of our live NFL draft coverage. I told you, rounds one through seven will all be covered on this show. Go to the Locked On NFL YouTube page when the draft starts if you want to stay up to date. Now we have Batter Joe here, and we've told him, hey, we need to hear about the, these off the field endeavors, whether that's your brand or maybe some of these other brands that you are endorsing. I want to know how you feel, especially in the day and age of the NIL. Okay. So I want to ask you about your off the field endeavors and you have your own clothing line, you know, that you're starting up now is making yourself a brand, not just a player, but making yourself a brand, something that's been important to you for a long time. Yeah, definitely. You know, even when I was at SMU, you know, I was into sports marketing. So when I came here, I still stuck with the same major, and that was just something I always wanted to do, you know, broadcast myself on towards media, you know, get attention. Then it came to a lot of me. Well, it was a perfect time to do that around this time with the draft process. So, uh, you know, I hooked up with some of my homeboys back home, and they worked on a website for me, and we started to get this thing going. So that was something that was huge for me. Now, I'm actually surprised you didn't wear the shirt today because I thought you wanted to promote it. Let them know, like, get this shirt, man, be one. But – it's quality content. I've seen a couple of them. You got white, red, and black, and we've seen it. Right now, we're in a day and age of NIL deals where players are marketing themselves more than ever. And you kind of caught the beginning of it, which you retire, or excuse me, not retiring, but you graduating this year. What do you think, or how much room do you believe NILs have to grow? Yeah, a lot, really. You know what I'm saying? Just because it just happened, and a lot of people will see the opportunity in it, you know, the only thing that's tricky about it, you know, some some athletes just don't, you know, they won't know what they're reading. You know, some of them might be a scam. Some of them could be something that might be beneficial to them. So, you know, I didn't get into none of the NIL stuff, you know, but around that time. But for like a future athlete, you know, just make sure you read whatever you're signing, you know, just for the best, you know, for the best of you. Yeah, while you might not have gotten into NILs, you have been endorsing some other brands, not just your own clothing line, but some other brands I've seen you endorsing. What has that kind of been like, being able to be kind of a spokesperson for brands on social media? Yeah, you know, it's kind of a dream come true. You know, you growing up watching, you know, sports commercials and you see LeBron with Gatorade, Sprite, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, I was just like, you know, I want to do that. I want to be able to, you know, act out of line, whatever they give me to say, just to promote, 
that brand, you know, and, you know, dream coming true doing that. And it's a pretty cool deal. Kind of goes back to, you know, with me being a marketing major and it kind of just all collides together. And you have a phenomenal support system. Um, I'm just going to let you have the floor to just talk about the people in your life that have really helped you along this journey. Yeah, man, my support system is crazy, you know, just from high school, SMU, TSU, you know, it's been the same people that's been showing me love the whole time, you know. So, yeah, I give a big shout out to my whole family, man, especially my mom, you know. After she figured out how to make a social media account with Twitter and Instagram, it was raps. So, I, I really, I truly appreciate her, you know, always showing love, you know, no matter if I'm not saying something, she's going to say something, you know, to get that promotion out there, you know, for somebody to see it. Uh, definitely big shout out to my girl, you know, she's running track at TSU doing her thing, but she takes the time of her day to, you know, promote my, my stuff out there, you know? So that's pretty huge too. And also my homeboys, uh, you know, I got a small little group of friends, but you know, I get my shout outs to Jody, Tanner, Ethan and Lacey, you know, those group of guys, you know, they always been showing me love to jump. Yeah, man. Mama Batty Joe is active on Twitter. I don't, I don't know who taught her how to use it. But whoever did definitely got her to use it a lot. So we always support the, the love that she shows all of us in the Texas Southern community. Um, well, you've been making your rounds on these on these media shows. I've seen you in a lot of them. What has that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's huge. You know, just, you know, somebody reaching out to me wants me to be on their show. That's huge. You know, just to, you know, give them exposure, giving me exposure. At the end of the day, we're both shaking hands. So that's one thing I like doing. I like giving back, you know getting exposure for other people. So this is huge. Yeah, and I was kind of envious. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. I was like, man, I, I can't believe And it was on me. I'll tell you the truth. Bad Joe was supposed to be here a month and a half, a while ago. That's on me. But I think that the timing was perfect. You know, yeah. we got it draft week. We're sitting right here Friday driving it. Friday is draft day, day two. I think that the timing is pretty perfect that we that we set this up. So it's okay. Um, I want to, I got to ask you about Timmy Chance because I heard that, Shrimp, shrimp fried rice is your favorite food. So I know you be in and out of Timmy Chan's on a regular. Now, there's a lot of Timmy Chan's around Houston. A lot of them call themselves the original. Somebody's going to be mad at you about this answer. But I got to ask you, what's the best Timmy Chan's? I don't know if you've had them all, but what's the best Timmy Chan's in the city? Yeah, so I haven't had them all. I have heard everybody talking about, uh, I don't know where location it is, but the one, you know, the one that's close to TSU, that's the one I always go yeah. to since it's yes, close. Sir. But that joint is good. So I've always been going there. Then I heard about uh, Blodgett Fish Market right there by TSU. So I was like, let me take this out, you know, and that joint is fire. So I was just like, after going there, I just kept going there after that. So I ain't never had Blodgett Fish Market. I had um, I had one of the Timmy Chance. I think it was one off, what was it, 49? Or off 59? I think it was off 59. Um, mm -hmm. I wish, I, I'm asking you the question. Like, I know all the locations, but I've had three different Timmy Chans and one accept card. So that's my favorite because I don't yeah. just have cash on the, on the regular. Exactly. exactly. So we hear that Badajo didn't really get invested in the NILs, but now that he's a draft prospect, this is something that he is discussing, something that he is investing in as far as endorsing brands and creating a brand of his own. Now let's hear about the pre-draft process. Because I know that's something that he's never been through before. I want to hear what it's been like for him. But first, let me tell you about betonline.net. Because did you take advantage of the first round props that they had? The number of wide receivers that were going to be picked in the first round? The number of offensive linemen, cornerbacks, offense and defensive players? Did you take advantage of those things? If you said, ah, man, I forgot and I just didn't do it, that's okay. 
because the draft isn't over. They have props that are going to be going on and on and on and on. And let's not forget that you're also going to have the NBA playoffs that is going on at the same time. So in the midst of the playoffs, in the midst of the draft, there are so many things that you can wager on. Come on, man. Let's go ahead. And if you are going to put some money down, make sure that it's with Bet Online because they are the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I want to understand what is the draft process like. I don't get to go through it. Badajo is currently going through it. Let's enter his mind and see what has these experiences been like, whether that's getting visited or visiting with teams or just the pre-draft bowls that has increased his stock. Let's hear about all of that and more. Let's talk about this draft process, man. You have been getting a lot of buzz, you know, and it's it's been a lot recently where I don't know if it's, been promoted more or if it's something that's been kind of consistent when did you start hearing from so many teams so much yeah pretty much i really heard a lot from teams really after my pro day uh when i went to the legacy bowl you know i spoke with a few teams you know obviously not the amount i wanted to talk to but it was still a good amount to where it was a blessing to even speak to one but truly after that pro day uh my numbers really just striked up that day you know i was pretty much on my phone the whole time talk with my agency and get on phone with scouts and it pretty much been going up ever since then. Now let's, let's read them out because it's so many that I just want, I want to list them out. You have the Titans, the Texans, the Seahawks, Ravens, Broncos, 49ers, Panthers, Jaguars, Bears. And then you even had the Calgary Stampeders from the CFL. And I'm sure that list has only grown from the last time that I was able to see it. What has the transition been from being a collegiate player to being I guess essentially, you know, you're a prospect now. It's a little bit different from playing in college to now possibly being a draftee. Yeah, you really you're you're more motivated, you know, you're more humble than than you were before being a college athlete, you know, just being able that that you know you're going to get an opportunity is probably the most, you know, most thing that you're ever going to hear at this point, you know, it's a it's a dream come true, so you just got to stay down, you know, and kind of just keep praying. And do you think that there's anything that can really prepare you for this for those who haven't gone through it yet, but will, is there anything that looking back is like, okay, that, that I could have done that, or I could have done this or something that would have prepared me for this process. Yeah. I feel like I should have had, you know, more of, you know, people that been through this process already, like, you know, pro guys or even coaches that kind of like, you know, surround me to kind of help me out with hey, expect this, expect this, you know, I didn't really get that. And it's kind of on my fault because I didn't really reach out to anybody. I kind of just wanted to wing it, you know. So I know, I, you know, my good support system and my coaches that they probably would have helped me out. But, you know, around that time, I just wanted to wing it myself. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you got to learn, right? So I, I had the same thing. But of all these people that I've named, all these people that have or all these teams that have been interviewing you, what was the most unique interview experience? You don't have to say the team that it came from. But one of those stories is like, I'm going to tell my kids, or I'm going to tell my close friends, like, this is something that happened in this interview. Well, I think it was just funny, you know, when they called me and it was the first thing they said. It wasn't even how you doing or what's up, Michael. It was just straight to, like, my family, you know, because obviously they do their research or whatever. But, you know, it was just straight to my family, you know, when they asked about, oh, your mom graduated from – she graduated from UTA with this. And they're just like, so you didn't graduate with that. Why didn't you? You know, it was just 
it was just kind of weird because it was just like I know they do their research, but it was quick to, you know, he asked me that without even saying, you know, just greeting me. But it, it was just it was kind of one of those trick questions. You know, I gave him, you know, I gave him my answer. I said I'm a marketing major, and you know, he kind of explained what he meant the whole scenario after that. But it was like a good like a good little story plot. You know, we weren't going to get into this, but you mentioned it uh, about your mother gra graduating from UTA. Um, I know your sister just got um, selected, I think, to her dream school or something of the sort. I don't want to mess up what it is, so I won't get specific. But how does that going on in your own household motivate you in your lane of football? Like you don't do what they do, but you do what you do. How does that motivate you to just continue going harder and feel like, man, I got to keep pushing? Yeah, it was really already huge just to keep going, you know, after I graduated with my B.A., so, you know, now I mean, I'm going for my MBA is it's already huge and it's all motivation to them because actually it really been it really been like this since high school. So it's really the same motivation going through the whole way. And I just can't let them down. You know, they're at the top of the top and my top of the top is going to the NFL. So I know for a fact that I'll get a chance and get an opportunity. So I just can't let them down. Yeah, I love I love that mentality personally. And one of the teams that I listed that interviewed you was the Calgary Stampeders and that's in the CFL, man. Like, I, I, I just want to know your thoughts of that. Have you even been to Canada before? No, nah, I've never been out there. Uh, my mom was just out there, and she kind of – we was on FaceTime. She kind of was giving me a little toy out there while she was there. But, you know, she was just saying, like, if you're out here, like, I'm going to come out here regardless to come support your games. Kind of reason why I went to SMU to stay close home so she can come to my games. But, uh, yeah, i never been out there. Uh, I went to the tryout, which was probably a month ago, and heard good feedbacks, you know. So it's good to know that – I have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, you're talking about the tryouts, but I think somewhat of a trial for the NFL is the pre-draft bowls, especially for some of the small school prospects. And you've been to a litany of pre-draft bowls. How do you feel like you performed in those games to improve your stock? Yeah, you know, for a guy like me, I'm never satisfied when it comes to, you know, you know, playing out a game and feeling like I can do better, you know, but whatever I put up there, you know, it's enough to where, you know, I got pulled to the side by some scouts. So that was a huge deal. So, you know, getting those numbers up and, you know, just showcasing my skills, you know, all you can do is just keep going from there. So I, I did have a, a great time there and I met a lot of people. So it was a blast. And outside of football, when it's all over, because football doesn't last, last forever, right? What's the end goal, you know, maybe because you already have your brand. I, I know that you're thinking bigger than just the sport. What's the end goal with you? Yeah, so my biggest thing was I always wanted to be like a recruiting coordinator for college sports or pro. So when I started, you know, getting into more, pretty much when I got to TSU, it, I really focused more on being a college recruit. But now, you know, going through this process with, you know, pro day and meeting scouts, you know, and chatting with the scouts saying, like, how did you get to this point? You know, they gave me, they fed me a lot of knowledge, which kind of made me want to go towards the pro, the pro level. So that's something I want to do, you know, either one. But now I'm more looking at the pro, the pro side of being a pro college scout. I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, it's long overdue, but I do believe that the timing is perfect. Good luck to you on your NFL draft journey and then also your NFL journey after that, because we're speaking that into existence. Yes, uh, man. I appreciate you, bro. No doubt. Much love and appreciation to my guy, Bada Joe, for coming on and talking about the best part of his game and talking about the tenacity, his off-field uh, off brand endorsements, and then his support system that has held him down for a long time and how they have pushed him to be great from just the household of greatness. And then also the pre-draft process as far as when did you start hearing that uptick of phone calls from these NFL teams and what have the interviews been like? 
I wanted all of those answers and I got them. So content like this isn't going to stop just because the draft is over. No, it isn't. So continue making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day so you can continue getting this great content. And next week on Monday, we will be covering the fallout from the NFL draft and everything that comes with it. And for your second listen of the day, you need to make sure that you're checking out Locked on NFL draft with Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy, giving you everything from day one, what to expect in day two, so on and so forth. It's going to be great content because... The draft is just one of the best times in football, especially when football isn't actually on. You're still engaged because the draft is that great. Now, if you're looking for me, you can catch me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.